Support for this WXAV podcast is being provided by Bookies, new and used books. Located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago, Bookies specializes in new and used books. Their selection includes new releases, bestsellers, and books that are out of print. For more information, please visit their website at bookieschicago.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Bookies Chicago or call them at 773-239-1110. This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. Hello, and welcome to week eight of The Coach's Show. Following St. Xavier's 41-28 victory over St. Ambrose University, head football coach Mike Feminist joins Christine Manica and Mike Rankin to recap his team's success. Thank you for tuning in, and enjoy the show. Good afternoon and welcome in to WXAV and the Coaches Show live at St. Xavier University. My name is Mike Rankin alongside Christine Manica and we are joined by a very special guest as always here from St. Xavier Football, head coach Mike Feminist. Coach, thank you so much again for taking the time. We're back. It's already week eight of the St. Xavier football season. Your team's ranked in the top ten. Coming off a win against St. Ambrose at home, can you just talk me through about that win and what it meant to the guys after last week? Well, uh, every every win is fun and every win's important. Um, I, I thought, um, particularly, you know, we, we we did some things on special teams that were there were awful lot of big plays. I think I counted about 151 yards of what I what I consider hidden yardage you know um, that takes place between punts uh, from their team and our team that we, we really took advantage of uh, made some big plays again to, defensively and then uh, was really happy for for Elliot Pipkin who got his, his first career start um, and he got a, a big touchdown for us um, when we were behind uh, and he's a he's a great kid he's worked hard all year and uh, you know he finally got uh, his opportunity um, uh, to kind of showcase himself, uh, you know, with Chris Simmons being hurt. But overall, um, you know, I don't, I don't think we played a great game, but it was, a, it was a win. And and you know, at this time of year, there's there's a lot of guys that are that are playing that necessarily weren't weren't starters at the beginning of the year. But you know, you, you got to have depth, and, and we got some guys dinged right now, so guys are getting their opportunity. Uh, last year, when you played against St. Ambrose, it was a really close game, and it was a tough loss in overtime, 38-31. to 31. And based off of that game, what did you see that was an improvement from last year to this year against St. Ambrose? Uh, well, first of all, we played, we played much better defensively. Last, last year, I thought we were a little bit sloppy uh, in that game. It was probably... It might have been our worst defensive game a year ago. Um, I just thought we were, we were very sloppy. Uh, this year, um, I think our defense is overall has played extremely well. You know, and I, I've said this a number of times. I think we've really improved our our athleticism and, and speed defensively. And that was actually that was the first team that St. Ambrose's coach Mike Magistrelli had, had mentioned to me. You know, in our in our pregame meeting when we met at, at midfield. Um, you know, and that was that's been our goal. You know, we really felt we needed to improve our speed and athleticism on the defense side of the ball, and I think it really it showed all year. But I, I think it, it showed again on Saturday. 
Staying with the defense, I think going even back to the Taylor game where you managed the 24-20 to win, the defense really shined in that one. The offense did enough. And going into this season, at least for me personally, looking at the roster and the way that this team has success is based on the offensive production with the quarterback and the five-set wide receivers really stretching the field. But the defense has been stepping up week in and week out. And we rave about the front seven constantly. We have now Christian Letts stepping in into a linebacking position who's looked very impressive. Sirocco back-to-back weeks leading the team in tackles and of course Hedegar healthy he's one of the best players on that defense but specifically in that secondary I mean we're seeing a lot of guys mix and match now you had Kevin Block with three interceptions in a row in, in three weeks and then Trayvon Anderson this week I mean just how big has the development of this defense been for your team well it's been huge it's been everything for us and, and again you've just mentioned several guys and that's again that that's what we were trying to achieve where you know we we weren't where we needed to be depth wise uh in the last couple of years uh specifically defensively and and we've really shored that up you know you uh, a lot of guys are contributing and you know and, and when when you've got depth you're able to play some sub packages where you're you know you're matching up better depending on on what a team is doing that particular day um you know you mentioned christian let who, who's playing for you know omar salazar was hurt uh, and Christian's doing a really good job. And the week before that, he was playing for, for Josh Hedegar, you know, who uh, is coming off a, a pretty good MCL sprain. And, and, you know, getting Josh back is, is huge for us. But all those guys you mentioned, are, are just, they're integral to, to, to us being successful defensively. And, and um, you know, it all starts up front, uh, you know, with our, with our defensive line. And, and, you know, we go about eight deep there, and those guys are, are putting pressure on the quarterback. I think Derek Hosselton is just having an unbelievable season. I, I think uh, you know he's he's at least a first-time All-Conference guy that that I think would be a borderline All-American. He's played that well this year. I want to go back to something that you mentioned on the offensive side of the football, and that was Elliot Pipkin. He's one of the wide receivers, and you have a talented depth uh, filled mm-hmm. with wide receivers on this group, and a lot of sophomores, underclassmen, really. Pipkin's a freshman, but. You know, I want to focus on two players who have really stood out over the last two weeks, and that's Dre Devereaux and Elliot Pipkin. First, maybe uh, Pipkin's emergence onto this team, allowing him to get more snaps because we saw him in TIU. And then, again, you mentioned he started against sure. St. Ambrose. And then, again, with Dre Devereaux and his value and special teams and as a slot receiver as well. Well, Elliot is – if Elliot was a step faster, I, I don't. he wouldn't be at St. Xavier. And, and he, he's a legit – I think Elliot's a legit six three, maybe six four. I mean, he's a he's a tall, athletic kid uh, that has soft hands. He runs great routes. Uh, he's he's really smart. He's caught he has caught on to our offense and, and and learned our routes very early. You know, so uh, from a confidence standpoint, uh, as coaches, you know, we earned that. He earned that from us uh, a long time ago. Uh, but Elliot's he's going to be a fantastic player. He, he's got a chance to just be a, a, a dynamite player for the next four years. And, um, you know, guys get their opportunities for different reasons and at different times of the year. You know, this is, is in Elliot's case, he's playing behind a really good player in Chris Simmons, and yet, you know, Chris goes down and it's, it's the next man up mentality, and, and Elliot's really taking advantage of that. Um, as far as Dre's concerned, you know, Dre – Trey might be as valuable as anybody we have on our team, you know, because, uh, you know, I think most of the people see him on offense, but I think you also see that he's, he's returning punts, he returns kicks. He's our holder on our, on our field goal unit. Um, he's our gunner on our, on our punt team. I, I mean, you talk about 
a guy that uh, is possibly the most valuable player on our team, it's Drake because he he really does everything for us. You know, he's he's a he's a receiver by trade, but he he plays with a defensive mentality. You know, and and he played defense his first couple of years here, but he's just he's an all around just really really good football player. Your team has handled, like what you mentioned, a lot of injury, a lot of adversity, and one of the main people that are injured right now is Justin Hunterford. And I think Martinez is kind of getting a little bit of deja vu at this point because this is similar to what happened last year. So how do you think he is handling the situation right now? Is he the same mentality as last year, saying, all right, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm supposed to go in and keep the wins going for this team. And, you know, how do you think he's – handled it so far I think Alex has handled it great I think he's I think he's had a really good season too you know as everybody knows we rotated him and uh Justin for the first four games um you know unfortunately for Justin he he ended up uh, uh spraining his MCL pretty good um a couple weeks ago um as far as I'm concerned you've heard me say this probably a dozen times in the last three months I think we have two number one quarterbacks and um, this is, and this is specifically the reason why, why it's a, it's nice to have that luxury. You know, I, I think Justin was having a, a great year uh, up until he got injured. We're hoping that we can get him back, um, you know, by the end of the regular season, and hopefully if if we get into the playoffs for that for that first round game. Um, but we had that luxury of having that other number one, and, and um, you know, Alex. Whereas a year ago, Alex knew that. That he was the number two, and you know, playing behind a fifth-year senior, and then he got his opportunity. Um, Alex went into this year knowing that he was going to compete for the number one position, and 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 he earned it just just as much as Justin did, which is why you know he he played twice in the first four games. So for him to get his opportunity, it is a little bit different situation than a year ago because one, he's got a year of college under his belt. He's got he's got a lot of experience now. He certainly knows our offense as good as anybody, um, and and he's he's taking advantage of the opportunity. You mentioned a couple things about Alex Martinez, and I want to stay on that topic a little bit. What about him kind of separates him from Hunterford? Not talking about talent-wise, whether one's better than the other, because mm-hmm. you, you've been boasting about both of their skill sets, but what about Martinez kind of sets him apart from, from Hunterford? I think the biggest difference between the two is Alex is just he's a physically bigger kid, you know, so he can he, he might be able to take a little bit more pounding uh, than, than Justin. Um, in, in a lot of other cases, they're, they're pretty similar. I think Justin has a little bit better – escapability uh, th- than Alex, but as far as being able to, to stand back there and, and, and take a hit, you know, Alex is, is, a, is a bigger body. Matter of fact, in the, in the game that he came in uh, a couple years, a couple weeks ago when Justin got hurt, he took a shot from a, it had to be a 260-pound defensive lineman, and he barely moved, you know, and, and, uh, and, then he, and it could have been a safety on the play if the kid tackled him, but, you know, Alex just bounced off of him, and he scrambled out, and, and and he threw it away to, to give us another down. But um, you know he's he's a he's a big he's a big kid. And uh, but but they have a lot of the same similar qualities. You know as far as they they, they know the offense. They've both played in spread offenses their entire life. Um, you know and they 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 just get it. You know they get what they we're trying to do offensively. And and I think both have executed very well. Head coach Mike Feminist joining us here on the Coaches Show Week 8 edition on WXAV. And Christine, before we start previewing the St. Francis matchup, we had the pleasure of sitting through that long weather delay oh about a week ago, a week or two ago. What was it like for you, Coach, just to keep guys focused? You know, you were on the field and then going back in the <clears throat> locker room constantly. Well, it's not easy. And I, um, I actually I let our players know on Thursday, and I think I emailed our parents that 
that day that, um, you know, I knew Trinity because of their uh, religious affiliation, that they're not allowed to play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So um, it was, <laughs> we had no choice, but we, were in, we had to get this thing in. So I had, I had told our players that, you know, we moved up the, the kickoff time to give us another couple hours. And I told them, be ready for a marathon. You know, I said, we might, we might be out here till midnight because I think, I, I think I'm now qualified to be a meteorologist because um, I've learned a lot, I've learned a lot um, uh, in, in the last couple weeks. You know, and, I, and, I, and now I have this, this nice big app on my, on my computer that, that locates. Adopt, that locates uh, well, yeah, but it's even more so because it, 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 this one uh, that Dan, Dan Pyatt, our trainer, gave us, it locates exactly where the lightning strike happened because um, oh yeah because of mm-hmm. it because you got there is you have a rule that right. if a lightning strike happens within an eight mile radius of, of the campus it's an automatic thirty minute delay. So. <laughs> we were in the uh, press box. Oh coach, my and, gosh, and, counting uh, him. Mark Yanul, uh, the offensive yeah. coordinator, was screaming, "It's out of the rig!" You know, yeah. it was just it was, that, it was something. That's exactly what it was. So we're I mean I'm I'm sitting in my office three or four different times during that day with the with the head official, with Trinity's head coach, and saying, oh, look, there's another one. Oh, nope, that one's outside the box. And, and, <laughs> that was uh, wild. So I've never been a part of something like it that. Was, uh, it was certainly an interesting day. I'm glad we got it in. We actually got it in, I think we were done right before 4 o'clock, which would be about a normal time. So uh, we were only out there for, whatever, about six hours versus, versus normal three, but um, it, it could have been a lot worse. We're just glad we got away with the, with the day and, and getting a victory. Was the team frustrated at all? Like, were they oh, yeah. frustrated because they're like yeah. they were warmed up, they're ready to yeah. go. Then it's like, up, oh, no, gotta go back, gotta go back. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure Trinity's guys were, but you know they're also trying to make light of it too. You know they were, uh, you know we the guys were staying in the locker room. We were we were very fortunate. We had uh, quite a few of our parents chipped in and started bringing in protein bars for the guys and some bananas and stuff because the reality is we have our we have our team meal four hours before the game so the last time they had eaten was was seven o'clock in the morning um so uh thank the parents they they certainly helped us out and um was there from some frustration yes but overall i think the guys tried to stay loose and and you know when we were ready to play we went out and played we tried to cut it as short as we can we went to a three-minute halftime which i've certainly never been a part of nope. um but it, it was again it was it was one of those very interesting days that who knows if it'll ever happen again but um just glad that we got it over with and, and got the W. So looking ahead to St. Francis, uh, what are you looking at in this team in this matchup? It's a conference rival. You know, you go back years and it's on the road, so it's not anything. Any game, of course, on the schedule is tough, but you add in the road factor that just adds in another element. What about this team that has you kind of looking at certain aspects of them that you can attack? Well, th- this game is always extra special for me because that's, that's my alma mater, and I was there for, for 13 years. I, I played there. I was on their first football team in 1986, and uh, I coached there for nine years before I got the head job at, at St. Xavier. So there's a lot of there's still a lot of people there that I'm very close to, including the, their athletic directors, my former roommate, and, and one of my best friends. So it always adds a little special meaning uh, for me personally and, and for Coach Yano, who, who played there. Um, but when you when you get down to talking about the football game itself, they're they're actually they're very scary because their their record is is very misleading. They're they're three and four, but they lost to uh, a good Division two school in Missouri S and T. They lost the number one team in the country, St. Francis, Indiana, and they also lost to Morningside, who's perennially perennially one of the top two or three teams in the NAI. Uh, I was at that game in, in week one. That was an extremely competitive football game. Uh, they have uh, is they have the best team speed offensively from a skill position standpoint that we that we will face all year. You know they've got some they got three or four receivers that can absolutely fly. 
so we we have to stay away from we have to stay away from them getting hitting big plays on us. Uh, we got to make them drive methodically down the field uh, for them to score. So I think that's a little bit tougher situation for them. Uh, they rely on a big play a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, in that game for, for them and for a lot of the teams we play locally, you know, we're their Super Bowl. So uh, in, in a year where, where they've lost four games and they're probably out of a, um, a playoff situation, you know, this game, could, this game can make their entire season. So we, we know that we're going to get their, their very best on Saturday. It's kind of interesting because I have a similar relation to St. Francis now because the quarterback there went to St. Joe, so he was technically my quarterback, sure. let's call it. And then one of the guys on the O-line also went to St. Joe as well. And they're very familiar with what happened with Missouri S&T because they used to play them in mm -hmm. uh, the Division II series as well. So these this quarterback, he didn't really play that much at St. Joe, but now he just kind of stepped into this starting position where I think that you can kind of similarize that with uh, Alex Martinez's situation, mm -hmm. which now just being the main starter right now. So what similarities and differences do you think you'll see based on them kind of both being the new starting quarterbacks? Well, uh, it is probably a little bit of a similar situation. It was, it was a horrible thing that happened at, at St. Joe's. Um, he's actually taking advantage of the situation. Their mm -hmm. starting quarterback, Luke Buckus, got hurt earlier in the year, and I think he got dinged again, so he's, I think he's still out. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, this young man, he, he's taking advantage of the situation and, and has played very well for them. Uh, we're very familiar with the offensive tackle, too, that, that play. He's a good, very, very good player. Uh, but the other thing that adds to the rivalry is that so many of our guys know each other. Mm -hmm. You know, I, when I, I ask this every year at our team meeting on the Monday going to St. Francis, raise your hand if you know anybody on St. Francis. And everybody, you know, everybody raises their hands because, uh, you know, we're both local schools. We're, we both recruit a, a lot of the, the same players. Um, so it just adds to, it adds to the to rivalry. I think it's a, it's a very healthy rivalry from the standpoint that, you know, the guys know each other. I think they respect each other, um, you know, and, and it's kind of been lopsided from a standpoint of us. You know, I think we've won 16 of the 17 games, but that's misleading too because the vast majority of those games have been very, very competitive and very close. Uh, so I, I'm not expecting anything different on Saturday. Looking back at last week, and one of the one of the things that was concerning, at least on paper, and it may have a lot to do with the matchup, was the running game. It seemed like there was, it was very difficult to get anything going, uh, trying to win matchups at the line of scrimmage. Is that just a week-to-week -week basis type thing, or was that something that you believe should be improved? Well, I do think it should be improved. Uh, you know, that said, with a couple of the injuries that we've had on the offensive line, you're kind of mixing and matching, and you're moving guys around that aren't playing necessarily their – you know their position. You know, um, so that's what's kind of happened to us in the, in the last in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, Michael Rabondo has has gone down um, with a, he had a bad sprained ankle. He tried coming back, couldn't come back. Then he tried again, hurt again. Uh, you know, we're moving uh, James Jacobson from from right guard to left tackle, and then he gets dinged. And and you're you know T.J. Ivlo, who's who's more of an inside guy, had to play outside last week. So when you're kind of shuffling guys around, uh, and especially young guys, uh, you know those are the things that that uh, you know there's going to be some some growing pains. And we knew, and we knew that going into the season. You know, I think I think those guys have have done a, an admirable job up front, but. 
um, you know, when you're in your, your first year of college football for, for three of those guys, um, and some guys it's their second year, you know, there, there's going to be some growing pains. And, and it's certainly not an excuse. It's just that's, that's a fact of, of where we're at. Uh, but there is no excuse. We're still plugging away, and, and we've, we've just got, we've got to perform, and we've got to get better every week. Anything else, Christine, for you? We're going to let you go here, Coach Fem, in a, in a little bit. But, yeah, we really appreciate your time. Got anything else? I'm I'm all good. You have a better experience yeah. with that game last week because I, unfortunately, was not there. Yeah. So, Mike, you got a better opinion on it than I do. Yeah, I th- I, I'm, I've just been really enjoying watching this team perform. It's just such a step in, in a different direction from last year. I mean, it, it seemed like every week was a battle. This week it feels like you're in complete control from really the get-go, except for the start of the St. Ambrose game. Mm-hmm. You had a couple things not go your way, but – you know, it was at 34 unanswered points. You really took command of that one. So uh, with that being said, you got three weeks left in the season already, and this team, again, top 10 in, in the NII. You already have a win over a top 10 uh, team in the state or in the country, excuse me, and you play competitively against St. Francis of Indiana, who's number one in the country. Can this team make it to the championship and win one again like in 2011? I, I think we can. You know, I, I, I think it would it'd help if we can get as many guys healthy as we can, but I think that's – I think that's the case anywhere. You know, nobody can use injuries as an excuse because everybody's got them. In our sport, it just it doesn't matter what level. It, it's going to happen. Uh, it's a matter of the guys that are that, that play behind regulars, you know, stepping up and, and taking advantage of their opportunity. But uh, I like where we're at as a team. You know, it's uh, we always talk about one game at a time. Let's just keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. And you know, lo and behold, if if we can win out here and, our, and win our last three games. Um, you know we're gonna we're gonna be hosting a first round playoff game here in 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 three or four weeks, and I think uh, that's a really exciting time for whenever we host a, a playoff game. It's an exciting time for the university, you know, because it's uh, th- those are precious. There's only there's only 16 playoff spots, and those are very precious. So when you when you not only get a chance to to make the playoffs, but then then host one uh, or two, it's it's uh, it's really a great thing for the university. Exciting stuff. Coach, it's always a pleasure. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. This is the Coach's Show, Week 8 edition already on WXAV. Support for this WXAV podcast is being provided by Bookies, new and used books. Located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago, Bookies specializes in new and used books. Their selection includes new releases, bestsellers, and books that are out of print. For more information, please visit their website at bookieschicago.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Bookies Chicago or call them at 773-239-1110. Welcome back to the Coaches Show here on WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago. We just had a great conversation with head coach of San Diego football, Mike Feminist. And we, I say, because I am joined by Christine Manica. My name is Mike Rankin. A uh, pleasure to have you with us here on WXAV or on SoundCloud. We really appreciate the support. Christine, this is a fun team. Oh, my gosh. I've been having so much fun. I have probably have not been a part of a team like this since my freshman year of college, and it is very exciting. I mean, they keep winning. They keep playing well. Mm-hmm. They keep ex- exceeding kind of their expectations going in every week. And, I mean, what's a, what, what is the product of that? Is it the coaching staff? Is it the way these guys are performing? Is it the cohesiveness, right? Or is it the schedule? Or could it be all of it? You know, I, I was going to say it's all of it, but there's one thing that you forgot to add in there, and I think a big part of it is – handling adversity there has been 
injuries that have been going on, dealing with two quarter, two number one quarterbacks, I should say, and also with the weather as well. This team knows how to handle adversity. And like Coach Frem said before, they knew that this was going to happen. They knew that there was going to be a lot of growing pains, and they knew that there was going to be a lot of changes happening. And so far, they have been handling every single challenge that's been put up with them. I think the one thing you mentioned is adversity related to that is the quarterback situation, yep. and it affects everyone. It affects the, the coaching staff because they have to tailor to each individual, right, because their skill set, they bring a unique kind of set to each game, and, and for the players as well. Because they got to adjust. You're going through practice one week, getting passes thrown to by Alex Martinez, and the next time it's Justin Hunterford. And it's, it's tough when there's no consistency, but once there finally was set of consistency, it was Justin Hunterford going down in his first back-to-back start of the season. Now it's Alex Martinez. They're in good hands with Alex Martinez, Christine. I think all around they're in good hands with both of them, whether it would have been Martinez going down or, unfortunately, it was Hunterford that went down. And like I said with Coach in the interview, this has happened before <laughs> last year, as a, except they were both on the same playing field. Martinez knew that he was he knew that he was going to be um, number two with the fifth-year senior ahead of him. So it just it just shows how somehow things will work out, whether it be a deja vu sense or just a really you earned it type of situation. So before we sign off here on another awesome edition of the Coach's Show, I'm a little biased, but that's okay. You, Christine, <laughs> spoke with Alex Martinez, right? I did. You were also a I contributor did. to the student newspaper here at St. Xavier University. Did you learn anything interesting? I learned that, you know, they have a really good friendship on and off the field. There's no rivalry. Who's they? Oh, Hunterford and Martinez. Gotcha. I'm sorry. I should have clarified. Specifying. Yeah. I should have specified We're good. that. So Hunterford and Martinez both have a great relationship on and off the field. They have a really great friendship, and they really like to boost each other up and not tear each other down. Every time one of them makes a good play, whether it be Hunterford or Martinez, they'd always be next to them whispering in their ear saying, yeah, good job, nice. keep going. And if it's something that they could have done differently, one would say, oh, do this, this, or this or try to change this up a little bit it's always something positive never anything negative between them and i think that's just a reflection of the rest of the team right this Mm -hmm. chemistry you could just tell it's all positive so good stuff uh excited to hear the broadcast unfortunately i won't be on it uh this saturday coming up but you and sean anderson will be so tune in Please, at 12.45 p.m., you'll have the Bookies pregame show live here on WXAV. Kickoff scheduled for 1. Christine, final thoughts before we wrap it up for good. I think you're just missing next week's show because I missed it last week. Yeah, so I guess we all get a day off, getting huh? back on me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'll be listening, and hopefully St. Xavier can come away with a win. It was talk to Mike Feminist in this episode. It was great to hear from him again, catching up with you know where they're at over eight weeks of the season already. So three more games left on the slate. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Coaches Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Christine Manica, we want to give another thank you to head coach Mike Feminist. And my name is Mike Rankin. Remember, football, St. Xavier football, can be listened here on WXAV and WXAV.com. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, wxav.com, for more information on your escape from Ordinary Radio.